0: Good morning. Man, it's good to be here today, amen? Amen. I'm so glad that you've chosen uh, Western Hills to be with us today. Uh, If you are visiting, we are thankful. And if you're a member here, you ought to be here. No, I'm just kidding. God is good, and we are thankful that you're here today. Let's begin by the reading of the Word of God. I plan to keep on reminding you of these things, even though you already know them and are really getting along quite well. As long as I am still here, I intend to keep sending these reminders to you, hoping to impress them so clearly upon you that you will remember them long after I have gone. I think if there was a departing scripture that I would like to leave with the congregation, it would be this. The more I've read this over the course of the series of this message that we've been in has really encouraged me in this particular passage of scripture. And and to know that to remind us of the goodness of God is so valuable. And so whoever it is that stands, and I'm not planning to leave next week, so just relax. But uh, whoever stands in this, this area someday, I, I pray that they first realize what an honor and a privilege it is to stand before a group of people like all of you. I am so proud of you. And I love you with the love of the Lord. And I think you know that. It's taken 25 years for some of you to realize that maybe, but God is good. When the great golfer Jack Nicholas was asked how he kept to the top of his game during the day, his answer was quite revealing. At the end of every season, you see what he did is he went back to his very first coach, and he taught him the basics of the game all over again. He said the trick was in all of this, every season, then he went back to re and relearn the basic building blocks of a good golf swing. It's important. It's important for us to go back to the basics. There wasn't anything new to be learned, he said, just a reminder again and again and again and again of the basics, the basics. Peter reminds us of that in the scripture that we just read there for you. He reminds the believers and all of us that we, there is really no new revelation. It's just the basics. Oh, I know that we're to move from the milk to the meat of the Word of God, and I understand that. And I understand that the Word is new every morning, and I know it's refreshing, and we can learn so much from it, and and still tomorrow learn so much more. I understand all of that. But normally, normally when I counsel with people and counsel myself, or God counsels me, I realize what happened. When I struggle, I forget the basics. It's the basics that seem to trip us up the most. And that's what we've been doing in this series of messages, is trying to help us get back to the basics, if you will, those spiritual things, the spiritual growth through the things that will help us in our lives. And if you've noticed through this series, I think this is number six in it, or seven, perhaps, that we've talked about, actually. But in all of these, they are the basics that we already know that we are to have in our lives. And yet, they need to be reinforced, as Peter had mentioned there in 2nd Peter. So today, I want to talk to you about how we can grow in our spiritual lives through remembrance. The importance of it. Now, we are prone to forget. Anybody? If you don't think that we're prone to forget, or I am, just ask my wife. She'll tell you, I forget a lot. But we are prone to forget. And and in all of this, occasionally, we, we have to be prompted a little bit to bring us back to remember something in our lives that was very valuable to us. And that's really what I want to get at in the heart of this message today. It is quite obvious that the Bible teaches us that we are there's something important about remembrance in this, something which is important to God, or we wouldn't mention it so much. He also understands that we are human and and on the human side of us we often grow a little bit but then we somehow we forget how we grew in the first place. It's it's interesting to to note If you look for the word remember or remembrance or memorial, which is remembering a date or something in your life, it is mentioned nearly 250 times throughout Scripture. So there must be something in this thing of remembrance to help us grow spiritually in our lives. This wasn't one of the first that I listed. I, I took a piece of paper to, to list those when I came up with this series or this title for it, Spiritual Growth. It wasn't one of the first on my list to put down. But my list has grown quite, <laughs> quite lengthy now, only in the sense that I've realized there's more and more things that we really take for granted that we really need to talk about. And when I looked at this thing, Remembrance, I thought, boy. That is very true there's something about remembering it must be important if it's important to God it should be important to us amen, amen. so in the thank you very much and the Old Testament the Lord commanded his people to observe certain days of remembrance it was called to do that he said this is what you will do on this day you must remember this if you remember the Passover feast It was a remembrance of how God led His people out of the land of Egypt through the blood of the Lamb. The blood on the doorpost there and how important that was for them to not forget what God had done for them after 400 years of captivity. And yet we move to the New Testament as well and the church was given the ordinance of communion that we've just taken, that Howard led us in. And and all of that is a way to remember that Christ did what He did for us on the cross. And the importance of that, the true Lamb of God, to remember. Remembering Christ is important. If you don't remember Christ and what He's done for you, what happens to you? You become weak in these areas of your life. You just won't study. He'll quit praying. You'll quit attending. Your faith grows weak. And before you know it, you're on the sideline. I used to do that. And so it's important for us to remember as we come together and commune together, it's more than just the cracker and the juice. It's the remembrance of what all that God has done for us and how mighty our God is. Give me an amen. Remembrance is important, but sometimes we are forgetful. And when we get forgetful, sometimes we go to the doctor. This is uh, uh, Larry, uh, Larry, Betty was actually telling me about this, about Larry going to the doctor. He goes to the doctor and he says, Doc, I have to tell you straight up front. He says, man, I'm forgetting everything Betty's saying. I, it seems like I don't even know where I park my car half the time. I can't find my cell phone and I can't remember if somebody texted me or if I was texting them and even if I get someplace I don't even remember. So doc you're really going to have to help me. What do you think I should do about forgetting so much so quickly? And the doctor leaned in and said, "Larry, pay me in advance." <laughs> we <laughs> Love you, Larry. All right. Now, but but it is that we are prone to forget. And in our lives, we have to learn through that process, then we have to be recalled to that. So what keeps us from remembering the good stuff in our lives? Now, there's a list of things that you could, you could put down, of course. But in that, I think what you're normally gonna find, it's because something is different in your life right now. Because we live in the present right now. And in the present, we find enough stuff going on in our life. It's filled with stress and worry and anxiety, we become anxious in the moment that we find ourselves in. Let me give you an example. I could probably read off a list of things going on in our lives today, your life today, our lives. I do this often in counseling sessions when I listen to people and, and they begin to share things with me, either if it's an individual or, or a couple, I will write down key words that they've mentioned. And then what I will do at the end of that, I will read back to them certain key words. I'll just use that one word or that one little phrase that caught my attention and give it back to them, and I watch the expression on their face, and it tells me things. Give you an example of all of that in our lives. What is it that these things that can come along in our lives, somewhere down this list or in the, on a the list, there's, they would hit a nerve, if you will, in your life and in my life. I have a list as well. And in that, it hits a nerve and, and, and it takes you from the hope that you have or the happiness that you seem to find yourself in to a moment of what? Matter of minutes, you can be pulled over into the worry department. You can be pulled over into the anxious about things in your life. Is it the kids? How's your kids doing? All of them doing exactly what you want them to do? How about your marriage? Is your marriage exactly what you hoped for? What about your work? What about your finances? Is it exactly the 401k? Is it right where you need for it to be? How about school and all its testing, the pressure there? Maybe it's the confrontation with someone else in your life. And if I mentioned their name, because if you counseled with me or if I counseled with you and you mentioned a name and I said that name, it just boils inside of you when I mention it. Is it doubt, the doubt of the future and the hope in it? Is it the hypocrisy of someone that's around you? Is it your inadequacies that we might hit on? A disqualification of yours in the past, of your failure in the past, that it keeps reminding you seemingly daily? Is it the death of a friend or a family member? Or is it that secret sin in your life that you've hidden from everybody except yourself? You see, when I list that and I go down through there, somewhere on that list has likely caught your attention, hasn't it? And catching your attention, it causes people to squirm a little bit, at least on the inside, in thinking, oh my God, I hope he doesn't talk about me. Just tell me about the love of Jesus and I'll be on my way. Thank you very much. And I sure hope that he doesn't bring up my marriage. I sure hope he doesn't bring up my finances. I sure hope that he doesn't bring up my hypocrisy or my dealing with this pain or this hurt in my life right now. And if I could stay there long enough, I could get you most likely to pull yourself into this anxious, fearful moment and you would feel locked in, and it would halt the joy and the peace that God longs for us to have in our lives. My wife is in a book club, I think, now with uh, several ladies, and um, uh, it's a book called uh, Be Anxious About Nothing um, from Max Licato. It's a good read. I'm reading it, and I think I'm on chapter 9. I'm not sure what the other, other ladies are on, and it's a good read. I've read multiple books, books on this because most of the time or many of the times that I'm dealing with people in counseling, that's what they're dealing with. They're just anxious about something. This is going on in my life. Can you fix it now? Anybody? Be nice to be able to just say, oh, yeah, I'm the minister. Oh, with you on your way. It just doesn't work that way, does it? Swindoll states it well, I think. I remember in one of his writings, he says, anxiety siphons the joy out of us. Anxiety siphons this joy out of us. And you know why it does? Do you know why it does? Because we let it. We let it. It's amazing. Anxiety keeps you from growing spiritually. Listen, Philippians 4. I love this translation out of the Living Bible. And you probably look at the King James or maybe NIV or something like that. Always be full of joy in the Lord. And I say it again rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are unselfish, considerate in all that you do. Remember that the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for the answers, his answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Jesus Christ. He gives us the solution to our anxious moments of life, does he not? And in all of this, he says, if you do this, if you do this, do what? If you remember, if you remember, and what else? He said, if you remember, and if you pray, and if you don't forget, and if you thank him for his answers, not the answer you wanted. Because often what we're only looking for is our results to be God's gift to us instead of us looking at God's gift to us, is what God deems for our lives. Through the good and the bad of our lives. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. So if you don't have God's peace, and when I counsel, I'll come to this verse, and are you going to God? Are you praying to God? Are you listening to His hand? Are you remembering these things? I don't know, because I'm too anxious. You see how we get caught up in it? But you don't understand, Harley, I'm here now. I think there's a reason why Scripture tells us is to fix our eyes on Jesus. It tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus because if we're fixed on anything else, you know what happens? We get distracted. We get distracted in life. That's what happened in ninth grade in Eubank High School when I walked in the cafeteria and I distracted Donna Denny. Say amen. 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 That's the truth. She's always told that story, and I love the way she tells that story. But distractions are one of Satan's favorite tools in our lives. And boy, is he good at it, isn't he? If he can get you distracted throughout your daily walk, he knows that you will become weak in your spiritual walk. And so he tries to distract us. Spiritual growth, however, comes when you do not allow the distractions of the world to overtake you. Distractions will come in your life. The key is to not let them overtake you. That's the key. Because every day something's going to come along. And you know it, you're working on a project, you're working on this, or you're teaching a class, or you're you're about your business and doing things that you need to be doing. And all of a sudden, something comes along. And the key is, not the distraction, the key is to not let it take control of your life. So how do we keep yourself? How do we keep ourselves from these distractions of the world? Do the things that we've been talking about over the past several weeks the what does that mean if you haven't been here it means activate your faith when the moment you find that you're overwhelmed or you're distracted by something activate your faith and activate activate your faith in love when someone treats you in a, an ugly way as howard was talking about this love the command is to love god but to love others and that means to love others that irritate you anybody And so what we do is we activate our faith and love. God, you said that I'm called to love this person, but right now, like, just smack them. And so what you've done is you've activated your faith and you've told God, if you've told me to do it, then somehow you're going to give me the power to be able to do that. And I will not let that hate, that hurt, overtake me in this moment. I activate my faith. I know you love me. I know I'm supposed to love back. That's why you activate your prayer time. Remember I said pray five times a day? And some of you are praying even more than that. Good for you. And in that process, why? Is because in that prayer time, it helps you from being distracted. Why? Because you're calling on the name of Jesus. And in Jesus name, you can do all things. The study, His Word. Remember I said it's important to study God's Word. Why? Because when you get overly anxious or you get distracted in life, you can just for a moment put it down and say, you know what? Before I go into this meeting, before I go any further in this conversation, I'm just going to pull up this verse and I'm going to read it again or I'm going to quote it again. I'm going to recite it one more time because I know that I need it now more than ever. Be anxious about nothing, but in all things, pray. And encourage Man, I'm getting bombarded in my office today by this and that and another, and the boss has been on me, and and I tell you what, you know what, if he's been on you, he's probably been on somebody else down the hallway. Maybe you gotta go down the hallway and say, hey, hang in there, God is good. I'm praying for you. You wanna go grab something for lunch together today? Not to gripe about the boss, not to complain and grumble and all those things that God says to be against, no, but just to encourage the person, you're doing a good job. Ah, don't worry about it. You can work maybe you can do better than that. I'm trying my best. You encourage me, I'll encourage you and we'll win this battle together. You see how it works? Basics in our lives. They work. That's how you overcome those distractions. Listen, if you remember where you have come from and where you are going or God is saying that you're going, it'll help your walk spiritually. How do you know that? How do I know that? Well, where have you come from? Every single Christian has come from the same place. I don't care your upbringing. I don't care where you're, I don't care your color. It doesn't matter. Every single Christian has come from the same place. A lost state. That's where we've all come from. But praise God, remember remember in all of this, praise God, we have been placed in heavenly realms, he says. There's where our joy comes in. That's what I used to be. That's not what I am. That's where I was, but that's not where I'm headed. In all of that, remember, our goal is not heaven. That's our destiny. Big difference. As for you, look at this one. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions. I've narrowed it down a little bit in my writing here, but because but because of the great love God had for us, rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. The church needs to give me an amen. That's where He seated us. God is good. And all the time. The remembrance of that can send your anxiety back where it came from. Recall it. So let's take a look at the Old Testament, and then we'll go to the New real quick. In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moses is once again giving God's people, once again, some sound advice. And he always did. He was good at it. And he, and he continued to encourage them. And he says, listen to me now, which I want, if you want God to bless you, and if you want God, you want to be blessed, and you want to prosper in your life, there's a way to make that happen. And so the question I have for all of you in here, and all the yous in this room, that 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 be me, Marvin Phillips said that be me, R one, and in all of that, I ask you the question: Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to prosper? And the church says, "Well, oh, that's pretty weak." Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to prosper? Amen. Much better. Listen to me. I know that you do, and the way to make that happen is to remember what the Lord has promised. Why? Because what the Lord has promised will come to pass in your life. Because all His Word is true for you as well. Be careful to follow every command. He said, Moses said, I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on the oath of your ancestors. He says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order. We're going to get to that in a few weeks. And humble you and test you in order to know what has and what was in your heart, whether or not you would be and keep his commands. Now watch. I could probably speak on this passage of Scripture for an hour and a half. There's so much in this. There's a bank of food in this thing. But notice in verse number one only. These are just quick notes of it. In verse number one, it's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. The gift is life. The gift is life. The gift is increased. The gift is to enter in. The gift is to possess what God promises. That's awesome. And in verse number two, don't forget, he's telling us, don't forget, that's the word, don't forget who is doing the leading. When you try to lead, it's going to be a mess. You let God lead, it's a whole lot smoother. And oftentimes in counseling, it's what I come back to. Who's leading your life right now? I'll tell you what's leading your life, your anxiety. Where does your anxiety come from? From you or from God? See it? Reverse it. Give it back to God. You have the peace. Now you can ride along. That's what God wants for us. Some of you here today need to be reminded of something. You need to be reminded of what the Lord has brought you out of in the past. Some of you don't want to go there, and I understand that. But oftentimes, it's important to go there to discover something. Let me show you. Some of you have been through some very, very difficult and heavy things in your spiritual walk with God. And at some point along that way, you may have felt, or somebody's going to listen to this in weeks or months to come, and they're not even going to church anymore because of this very fact, because it becomes so heavy in their life. The pain and the loss in their life is so heavy that they're going through. They feel as though they are all alone in their life. And they feel as though they can't get past this hurt. They can't get past this pain and the loss in their life. The death of a mate or a child. The most horrible thing you can experience. Some of you have. The loss of a job that you really cherished slipped through your hands. The best friend that betrayed you, said ugly things about you. Failure in a marriage or even two or three. The loss of a savings. Where did it go? And an addiction that nearly cost you your life. Church people that turned their back on you. Something that you went through that was so devastating you may have felt again all alone well, I'm here to tell you something today and I'm here to remind you of today. Is it didn't take you out, you are still here for a reason and with a purpose. And you need to look back and you need to say, yes, I remember the time in my life, but look back on all the hurt and all the pain and all the misery that I've gone through. One thing I know and one thing I know for sure that He was with me all the way through it. That God pulled me out of that. God pulled me from that pain, pulled me out of that hurt, pulled me out of that depression, pulled me through that suffering that I was going through. God was with me. He wasn't the one that left me. He was the one that touched me. He wasn't the one that deserted me. He was the one that held my hand all the way through it. He wasn't the one that turned his back on me. He is the one that rescued me. Hallelujah. Thank you. See, if you'll start remembering all the good of God, if you'll remember all the good of God, it will help you through all the bad of things in life. Because God will always trump the bad. After Joseph in the scriptures again in the Old Testament, after Joseph Joseph went through and he'd gone through all these bad things in his life. And you know them, don't you? His brothers hated him, sold him off into slavery. He's accused, accused of rape wrongfully. He's placed in the prison and he's forgotten about. He refused to look back at the end and become resentful. Rather, he chose to remember the presence of his of the Lord. Because in, in in chapter 50, verse 20, he says, You intended to harm me, but God intended for the good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You hear what he's saying? He said, You meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. In other words, my focus wasn't you. My focus was God, because you didn't pull me out of that. God did. That's right. Going to make a preacher there yet. Joseph knew that God was true to his promise. He knew that he was true to his promise and that he would never leave him. And he didn't. And the same promise is something God wants you to know today. He wants you to experience that in your life today and not forget that he's always with you. He'll always be there for you. He has never deserted you. When that man walked out on you, God didn't walk out on you. When that money disappeared in the stock market, God didn't disappear with it. That hurt and that pain of the loss of your loved one, God didn't disappear. God was there all the time. And God will still be there through all the things that we go through. And today, through our memory, through our memory of all the things that God has brought you out of, it can give you the strength to move forward. It can give you strength in your spiritual life. It can can and should be a huge effect on other people's lives, which we'll get to in a few weeks from now. The effect that our spiritual life has on others and the effect that it's supposed to have on others. A healthy look at your past victories can give you confidence for your victories to come. It's important for us to look at our past victories because they can give you courage and strength and joy to be able... to handle the ones, the victories to come. Oh, I understand you can't live in your victories, but it is important, it's imperative that we realize, that we, we call them often because as a child of God, it helps me realize and remember that he was with me then and he is with me now. And he'll never stop. By just remembering that gives me a little bit of peace. God, I'm going through this today in my life. And it's not where I want to be. It's a struggle. It's a hurt. It's a pain. I'm confused. I'm mad. I'm angry. And all of those things. But God, I'm in the boat with you. And I know as long as I stick with you, I'm going to get to the shore. You brought me too much to take me out, to let this take me out. You have brought me through too much to let me down now. I trust in you now because I remember all the times that you have taken me from that wretched man that I am and set me free through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at the New Testament real quick. I know that when Jesus took the bread and broke it in Luke chapter 22, and we often read that before our communion. I know that he was talking to us about not forgetting his death on the cross. But did you ever think that the men that he was talking to on that day, he had not died yet when he said these words, do this in remembrance of me. It's interesting. So what I want to do now is I want to give you a little something that might help you in your spiritual walk, something that will encourage you for not only today, but all week until we're reminded of it again in Scripture. When and whatever you are and maybe going through in life that seems to be too tough for you, take time out to remember, do this, in remembrance of me. What was he tell disciples that were around him? Do this in remembrance of me. Sure, it was about the leading up of the cross, but he's doing this in remembrance of me. And when you remember that, he's telling them, don't forget all the things that we've been through these past three years. You remember when they had nothing to eat, and I said, bring me the fish and the bread. You remember how you had so much left over that we had 12 baskets full left over, and all the people were filled. Do you remember the lame and the blind that couldn't see? They could walk and now they could see. You remember when all of those things that took place, all those miracles, when we didn't have... Peter, you remember when you walked on the water? He was saying, from this point on, you're going to go through a lot of things, and boy, they did if you read on a little further. And I just got to believe that I believe that through their lives, before their lives were taken, that they remembered in the midst of their struggles, in the midst of their hurts, in the midst of their pains, in the midst of their struggles, that they remembered, Jesus is with me. It is important for us Whatever we might go through is to do this in remembrance of him. So whatever you're working through, if it's a divorce, if it's financial problem, if it's, it's health problems, I'm doing this in remembrance of you, Lord. Because if you did it before, you can do it again. If you don't do it, I get heaven. I'm the richest person in the world, and I probably have one of the lowest bank accounts here. I'm rich in Christ Jesus because heaven is my home. do this and remember to me. When you go through these things, remember me. Don't focus on the bad. Casting crowns has this song out, just be held. So when you're on your knees and answers seem so far away, you're not alone, stop holding on, just be held. Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. I'm on the throne, stop holding on, just be held, just be held. If your eyes are on the storm, you'll wonder if I love you still. But if your eyes are on the cross, you'll know I always have. And I always will. Isn't that beautiful? You see, my friend, it is important that we remember, isn't it? But it's more important that we remember the right stuff. And with that comes our challenge for the day. Each week I've been trying to give you challenges to try to encourage you to to implement these things in your life so that you will grow spiritually because that's my desire for you, for all of us. So this comes my challenge today. I would say this week, each day this week, I want you to recall a few things. Perhaps maybe you'll just take a piece of paper and list them. Take 10 minutes, just set a timer, take 10 minutes and list all the things that God has done for you in the past. Now, not just, listen to me now, not just things, but the things that you know for sure that without a doubt, without him, it would be a total different kind of thing that you know. And write them out. And as you write them out, I would just have you, and just close your eyes for a minute. I just want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think of one thing right now. If you can't think of one thing right now, can you at least think of your salvation that you were lost, And now you're saved? Think about the one thing in your life. Think about something. And in the midst of that, in the midst of all of that, would you not in this? And I want you to do it this week. I want you to simply say, For all that you've done, I will thank you. Think about that. For all that you've done, I will thank you. Listen to that. For all that you've done. You can open your eyes. For all that you've done, I want to thank you. You see, don't go too fast. For all that you've done, I just want to thank you. Just say that part with me. For all that you've done, I will thank you. Stop. And then just think about that thing. All the things, some of the things that God has done for you. For all that you've done, I will thank you. You know what that leads to? It will always lead to this. For all that you're going to do. Oh, it's now that I'm looking back and I'm thanking him for all that he's done. Now I'm looking forward and excited about all the things that he's going to do. Take time to pray that and listen to what it leads to because it reminds us for all that you promised and all that you are is all that has carried me through and Jesus I thank you. Isn't that awesome? Somebody today's moved right now. I know you are. We're going to offer this invitation right here. We're going to sing this song together, but don't, don't, don't quench the spirit. Don't think you got to get to lunch too quick or don't think somebody's going to think bad of you. No, 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 no. Don't even give that thought. Just keep your mind on remembering what God has done for you. Because when you remember that, it's going to bring you into, Oh, I'm so excited of what he's going to do in my life. We stand ready to pray for you and with you. We stand ready to celebrate with you. Whatever your need is, this is just for you. You come, we pray with you. I promise we will. We won't leave you behind. God won't leave you behind. Remember, remember God loves you. Let's sing this song together. Let's stand.